How's 2018 treating you so far? How many of you have been slaying it at the gym this week? I'm going to tell you an encouraging thought. One of our uh, young adults works at a gym, and uh, they have a tracker. Lest you think no one knows how often you work out, they do. And uh, they had someone come in who has been paying for a gym membership the whole time. And when they checked them in, they had not been there for over 3,000 days. But 2018's treating them good. They've already hit the gym. So let's give it up for that person. And maybe you're that person. It's been 10 years of New Year's resolutions. You're going to hit the gym. Be encouraged. Like, this is your year. This is your moment. Embrace it, right? Wow. There was no response. Like, <laughs> I know what wasn't on your guys' resolution list. <laughs> Get healthy. Nah. You should get healthy. It's a good thing. Well, it's great to be here this morning. Um, I send uh, love, and, or I'm, I'm relaying the message. Uh, our pastors, Pastor Stephen Kim, they, they send their love and prayers. They right now um, are in La Paz, Mexico with our church there. Um, as many of you know, our, our dear friend and um, pastor of the La Paz Church, Pastor Jerry Pineda, went home to be with Jesus uh, New Year's Day. And so um, he fought the good, the good fight of faith and, and accomplished so much in his life. And we as a church just celebrate the life Pastor Jerry lived. And we know today he is rejoicing in heaven. And um, we are so proud of the church in La Paz. We're so proud of Pastor Jamie as she just knows God has called her there and she's carrying on the work. So the, the church really desired for Pastor Stephen Kim to be down there. They did the celebration of life um, of Pastor Jerry yesterday, and Pastor Steve was able to minister to the church this morning. So please be praying for Pastor Jamie, the Sousa family, the Potatoes, the Moors. And uh, we just uh, know that God is continuing his work in La Paz and is, is moving forward and doing great things. But can we take a moment, church, to pray for our, our church in La Paz and Pastor Jamie and the whole team. Sound good? Awesome. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we, we thank you for the life of Pastor Jerry and God that his fruit remains, God, in the church, in his family, and in the lives that you allowed him to minister to. And God, we pray for your grace upon Jamie and the church in La Paz and the whole family. God, we pray you would comfort them. You would carry them through this season. And God, we pray that you would continue to move in the church in La Paz. Strengthen your people there. We thank you for all that you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Pastor Steve and Kim will be back next Sunday and they're excited. But uh, you guys doing good? Good. Uh, well, we got a couple things as we're getting ready. We're going to launch into a new series today, but I want to let you know a couple cool things happening here at Joy Church that you heard about. Today is launching our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so we have these cards in the back and uh, you'll find every day Pastor Mike and Susie have put together 21 prayer focuses for us as a church to unite together and just pray and really launch the year seeking the Lord. And I'd encourage you um, to do some form of fasting. You know, some people are going to do a Daniel fast all 21 days. Some people are going to do maybe just water for a few days. Or some people are doing a hybrid fast, just fasting a meal a day. Or, But I would encourage you, take some time uh, in these 21 days to really just 
put aside distractions and seek the Lord um, in prayer and fasting that we as a church are saying, God, before anything else comes this year, we want you to be first. We need your power. We need your spirit. And second, tonight, church, uh, we have a prayer and worship night at 5 p.m. here at right in here, and we're going to be having a great time of prayer and worship and just setting our hearts for this new year. So we'd love for you to come, and if you're on the online campus, we're able to make it this morning. You join us, join us tonight uh, at 5 p.m. You guys going to be there? You said awesome. Are you going to be there though? Come on, yeah. It's going to be so good, uh, and then. Lastly, I want to let you know, during this whole series, Faith Forward, we have a table in the back. It's a Faith Forward resource table, and we have tools to help all of us grow in our faith. So whether you've been following Jesus for years or this is your first time, we want to help every one of us be self-feeders and growing in our walk with Jesus. So there's going to be prayer cards, uh, Bible reading plans, just all different resources, and we'll be adding those throughout this series. So please check that out and just get tools to help you grow this year. Sound like a good plan? Go. Turn with me in your Bible to Joshua chapter 24. We are entering into a very exciting series called Faith Forward. You know, we believe at Joy Church that we serve a God who um, is been so faithful to us, but who is always moving us forward, that the best days are in front of us. You haven't lived your best days, You're, right? You're, we're living them, and God is doing something new. He's doing something good. And as we enter 2018, I want to encourage you that you might have been saying, peace out 2017. You were the toughest year of my life. 2017 may have had great triumphs. It may have also had great pain. I don't know what you faced. But I can tell you what, as we face 2018, we can come in with a smile on our face, with joy in our hearts, knowing that God is for us and he's moving us forward. Are you guys with me? So over these next, you guys are going to, I guarantee by the end of the day, you're going to be amening a lot louder than you are right now. <laughs> but listen, God wants us to come in to 2018, not with a grimace, but with a bold smile that says, God, whatever you got in the store, I trust you, and it's going to be good. And there's some, there's some miracles going to happen. There's some transformation in your families and hope about to come into some situations. Some disappointment's going to get left behind. So we're taking some time as a church to say, God, we, we're, we're moving forward in faith and expectation. And so we're going to talk about things we, we're doing as a church that we believe um, are going to help us to move forward in faith, things that we're actively, uh, actively doing. And so the first thing is that to move forward in faith, we got to connect to God. Sound good? Yeah. Share with me Joshua 24, verse 3. Joshua 24, verse 3. They'll have it for you up on the board. It says... Are you there? Is that the correct verse? I'm going to read it up here. The people, Joshua 24, 31, says the people of Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the elders who outlived him, those who had personally experienced all that the Lord had done 
for Israel. So the people of Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the elders shall live them, those who had personally experienced all that the Lord had done for Israel. And then you can fast forward to Judges chapter 2, a couple pages over, Judges chapter 2, verse 6, Judges 2, verse 6, it says this, that after Joshua sent the people away, each of the tribes left to take possession of the land allotted to them. And the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the leaders who outlived him, those who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. So then I want you to skip to verse 10. It says, after that, after Joshua died, after that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord, say acknowledge, or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. And the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight and served the images of Baal. They abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who had brought them out of Egypt. They went after other gods, worshiping the gods of the people around them, and they angered the Lord. They abandoned the Lord to serve Baal and the images of Ashtoreth. It goes on to say then that the Lord burned with anger. I promise you there is encouragement coming. You're like, this is so depressed. The Lord burned with anger. Faith forward to that. No, we're, we're, we're going somewhere. You know, I've only been married a little over two years, and so I know that in this room there is a lot of wisdom on marriage, a lot of people that have been married far longer than Riley and I. But I have learned a nugget of wisdom that if you're ready to make the move, buy the ring, propose, or, or, or maybe you, you've been married for a while, and I'm going to just give you a, a, a nugget of wisdom. You guys okay? You ready? Here's something I have learned, that no longer, no, it doesn't matter how long you've been married. It is the most foolish thing to come to your spouse, and if I came to Riley and said, Riley, love you, I love you, and we've had a great two years, but here's one thing I've realized. As I come into 2018, I've got a new, re new, new Year's resolution. Here's what it is. I have connected with you long enough. I've learned everything about you I need to know. I don't think we really need to have any more meaningful conversations because I got you figured out. <laughs> if you had that conversation with your spouse this morning, I'm going to suggest buy some roses, <laughs> buy some chocolates, and rethink your whole plan of relationship, right? You would, it is every one of you that is married, you think you start figuring this thing out and then the next day they just throw everything. You're like, I thought you liked that. And they're like, no, I hate that. You're like, <laughs> like relationships are constantly growing. And the minute you think you've apprehended the heart of your spouse, you realize I got to keep knowing you and connecting you because you're constantly changing and growing. Can I hear an amen? amen. You know, it's interesting. I think sometimes in this crowd, we've got people in a lot of different places. Some you're here and you, it's your first time and you're like, I don't, I just want to know like, who is this God? Does he even want to 
have a relationship with me? Is he personal? And, and you're, you're here and you're, you're, you're seeking the Lord out. And we welcome you. And, and God does want a relationship with you. And some of you are here and you hear me say, turn to the book of Judges 2. And you've got the whole sermon already preached and figured out. You're like, yeah, so she's going to go here. And they abandon the Lord. Don't do that. And we can come in and say, I've got everything figured out. I need figured out about God. I've been there, done that, read that, heard that. I've, and we come to God as if we came to our spouse and said, it's been great, but I've learned everything I need to know about you. And here's what I invite us, church, in 2018. Whether it's the first time you're hearing about the Lord, or maybe it's decades into your faith journey, that we would enter 2018 with a fresh eagerness to truly pair our lives and connect our lives to God, to truly know him, to truly, to not just know about him, to not just know the things we think about God, but to know in an active, growing walk with Jesus. You see, that's where everything begins. If we're going to move forward in faith, we have to make a fresh commitment to say, God, there were things you showed me in 2017. There's some things I didn't understand, but I'm coming into 2018 with a fresh eagerness to know you. I want to hear your voice. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your heart. I want to know you in a new and real way. Amen. Amen. You know, if I get into my husband's car, I get into Riley's car, the first thing shuts the door, turns on the car, and over the speaker, this, this voice comes, and it's not the voice of God, okay? But this voice, this voice comes through the speakers, and it says this, it says, waiting for pairing. I have a terrible British accent. I don't know why it's British either, but it, this is the voice. It's British. And it comes over, waiting for pairing. Well, here's the thing. When he gets into the car, he has a decision. His, his, he has a Bluetooth device in his car. And it invites him, it says, waiting for pairing, because the moment his phone connects to this device, he suddenly has access to some really cool features. The minute his phone connects with this device, he can answer calls, he can hang up on you, he can, <laughs> sorry, you're breaking up, uh, oops, <laughs> silence. Uh, he can turn on his music, he can listen to music. So much potential lies waiting simply if he would connect his phone, his device, to the unit. And I was thinking about that and I thought, you know what, I think there's a voice that if we'll tune our ear is calling out to us, the voice of God. And it's his saying, waiting for pairing. If you will connect with me, if you will, he, you will heed, heed my voice and you will listen, there is so much potential waiting simply if you would connect to my voice. You need wisdom, it's waiting when you'll pair your life to God. You need direction for your job, you need strength for your marriage, you need wisdom for your future. God is saying, I'm waiting to pair with you. I'm waiting to connect. If you will connect to me, I will speak to you. I will show you things you've never known possible. And I wonder this morning, can you hear the voice of God saying, I'm waiting to pair with you? Well, but God, I paired, I connected to you last year. No, he's saying this year, this moment, this day, this time, will you connect 
to me. Can I hear an amen? But I think if all of us um, have to, 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 to have this love-hate relationship with technology because we recognize, um, you ever had the moment when you lose connection? Right? We're going to look at some signs you might have lost connection. You ever had that moment where you're talking to somebody and you were like giving them nuggets of wisdom. You were throwing it down on your phone and you're like, and then I was like, and then you were like, and I was like, you know what, you're like, and all of a sudden you realize that you don't know how long you've been disconnected. <laughs> and it gets super awkward. You're like, and I was going to tell you that if you did <laughs> and it. And you're like, that's weird. It's my picture. And then you don't want to do the awkward thing where you call them back and you're like, what was the last thing you heard? <laughs> it was like five minutes ago. You're like, I love you, bye. Okay. <laughs> the moment you've been disconnected, you know, there was a, a, a guitar player. My guitar teacher went to an event and this guitar player, he watched him. He was getting down, playing the electric guitar. There was solo time and he's just going for it like, like it was this epic moment. And um, it was the electric guitar. And so all of a sudden, as this solo is going, the chord comes unplugged. And in case you're wondering why that matters, if you're playing the electric guitar and you have no chord plugged in, you have no sound coming out of the speakers. But here was the problem was the cord came unplugged, but the sound didn't stop. And this man was exposed as a phony. He was, play he was fake playing an electric guitar solo. <laughs> Some of you came into church and you're like, Woo! people are like, you're not even connected. You're living off of like God's word four years ago. <laughs> Signs you might be disconnected. You know, there was a generation, Joshua, we know is, if you read, he was the one that God used to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And it says that Joshua and all the people in his generation that experienced what God had done, they served God. But it says after Joshua and that generation died, a generation rose up who no longer acknowledged the Lord. They abandoned the Lord. They walked away from their faith. And I wonder this morning if perhaps we need to Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and show us, could we have some areas where we've lost connection? Signs you might have lost connection is you stop remembering what God has done for you and his mighty acts. You stop remembering what God has done for you in his mighty acts, it says in verse 10, they no longer acknowledged or remembered what God had done. They no longer acknowledged or remembered what God had done. And I wonder, when was the last time you just grabbed somebody and said, can I just tell you what God has done in my life? Can I just rehearse to you the victories of what God had done? You see, there was a generation, they had seen God deliver them out of the, out of the, the, the land of Egypt, bring them into the promises, but another generation rose up and they no longer gave attention and remembered the God they served. You know, something I love about our pastor, a.k.a. my dad, he never stops telling the story of God's faithfulness. 
I, he's always telling you, he's like, you guys know how we got this building? Who's heard the story? Yeah. Who's heard it 40 times? I tell you what, I respect and love our pastor because he's a man who doesn't want a generation to rise up and doesn't know their God. And so he never stops telling about the time when God spoke. He never stops telling about the time when 35 members of Joy Church Medford rose up and gave sacrificially so that we could get into this building. He never stops telling the stories of God's faithfulness. He never stops telling the story of when the baseball hit his nose at 15 years old and God miraculously healed. He never stops acknowledging and remembering what God does because when you keep talking about what God's done, come on, you get connected to God and something in you goes hey if he healed me then he'll heal me now if he took care of us when we were a church of 35 people what's he going to do when we're a church with two services and what's he going to do when we start planting churches he's going to take care of us come on listen we need to have on speed dial what God's done in our life Hey, come here, come here, come here. Listen, if you remember, two, we'd, have, we'd have Tuesday night prayer, and every week we'd have testimonies. And how many of y'all were here when Wendy? Every week you'd be like, testimonies, Wendy would be up here. Every week you were like, stop it, I want to give a testimony, Wendy. You can't get around Wendy and Buddy without them telling, can I tell you what God did in my life? You know what? God keeps doing crazy stuff in their life because they don't stop acknowledging that God is for them. I'm, I'm preaching. I'm going to move on. How do you know you might be disconnected? Your faith is a memory, not present. You begin to leave your faith behind. You ever been around somebody that High school left them 30 years ago, but they never left high school. <laughs> they still have the tassel swinging. You're like, you lost some of the strings. Those were the good old days when I could throw that football so far, went around the world and back and boom, hit the target. <laughs> You're the guy that hasn't been at the gym for 3,000 days. <laughs> Listen, your faith, some of you guys are like, huh? Your faith was never meant to be a memory in the past. Come on, some of you need to know your best days are in front of you. They aren't 10 years ago. They were for another generation. God wants to move for us here and now. My faith needs to be active. Come on, I want to live every day. Stop putting depressing posts on Facebook like I hope it's going to look up. Why do you need to hope it's going to look up when you serve the God who's always looking up? Can we be real? Even if we face trials and struggles, we win. Spoiler alert. We're going to be in heaven one day rejoicing and getting to worship our God. We always have victory in Jesus. Even when sometimes it looks like you're losing. Cool. Seems like something's going. Life's a little tough. So God gets more glory through this victory. Don't let your, your faith be a memory of the past. Are you guys okay? 
Listen, it's dangerous when our faith is more about then than now. And you see, telling what God has done is not living in the past. It's celebrating, giving God the glory. But we, we celebrate what he's done because it builds faith for what he's going to do. Right? You might be disconnected when you're pulled by what you see around you. And you be, uh, when you're pulled more by what you see around you. See, it says about these, this new generation, it says they worship the gods they saw around them. Listen, if you look too long at the news and Facebook and life and drive through our city, you can easily, you and I can easily get distracted to start worshiping what we see instead of the God who's bigger than that. They're pulled by the gods around them. And we have to say, my portion it's not what I see around me. My portion is what I see God doing and what he's written in his word. You might be disconnected. It's going to get hopeful in a sec, you okay? When you trade personal experience with God for other people's accounts. It says in Joshua 24, 31, that the people of Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the elders who outlived them. The ones who served the Lord were those who had personally experienced all that the Lord had done for Israel. And can I challenge this church? God wants you to have a personal walk with him. Come on, some of you need to know, I'm going to encourage some of you parents to start crying out for your kids to have a personal encounter with Jesus. Because here's the thing, I was raised in the church. I was raised, my parents were pastors, but my life was changed at nine years old when in the back room at a camp, God encountered me and I had a personal encounter with me. And God wasn't just my parents' God, he was my God. And you see, we have to, each generation, each person has to contend and say, we will not be okay with, the, with God being someone else's God. He's got to be my God. And some of us, he's been our God, but he isn't still our God. Where we go, well, that was, that was then, but this is now. She's 30, life will hit her and it'll change. No, life might hit me, but my God is not, doesn't change. And you can go through storms and trials. My hope isn't anchored on what I go through. It's anchored on who I serve. I want a personal walk with Jesus. He wants a personal walk with you. Is that okay, church? So how do we reconnect to God? How do we do this? How do we pair our lives we got to move forward in faith, and we got to remember how awesome our God is. How awesome our God is. I want to read a verse, and I want you to act like you've never read this verse in your life, and you're going to get all stoked when you read it. Is that okay? Psalms, I only had like half a cup of coffee, so. Psalms 86, you guys okay? You guys love Jesus? Sorry, Psalms 89, it says this. For who in all of heaven can compare with the Lord? What mightiest angel is anything like the Lord? The highest angelic powers stand in awe of God. He is far more awesome. I want you to hear a three-year-old saying that right now. Awesome. 
He is far more awesome than all who surround his throne. O Lord, God of heaven's armies, where is there anyone as mighty as you? O Lord, you are entirely faithful. You rule the oceans and you subdue their storm-tossed waves. I want us to focus here. You rule the oceans and you subdue their storm-tossed waves. How do we connect with God? How do we reconnect if we've lost connection? I think it starts here now with remembering how awesome our God is. Remembering that our God is the God who subdues the oceans and he he rules the oceans and subdues the storm-tossed waves. Here's the thing. Somewhere along the journey, the Israelites forgot who their God was. And they forgot that he was the God that when the Egyptian army was coming upon them and was ready to take them out, that the God of the universe came to Moses and said, Moses, get up and get going. Put your staff over the Red Sea. And all of a sudden, God put the waves in their place, shoved them to the side, and made dry ground happen. And led his people across. And just to add a little more effect, the minute the Egyptians came to come across, he caused the waves to come and take them over and take them out and then I think they had forgotten that their God was the God who when he was ready to bring them into the promised land he led them to the edge of the Jordan River in flood season it wasn't just a river it was gushing and Jehovah Yahweh led them to the river and he parted the river and caused them to go across on dry ground. And then Yahweh, thousands of years later, would be in a boat with 12 men and there would be a storm so fierce and so wild. And in fear they trembled and said, Jesus, do something. And he gets up and this God was now in the boat with them and spoke to the waves and put them in their place. How do I connect to God? Somebody needs to remember how awesome our God is. He's a God who, when he came, he gave his life on the cross and three days later rose up from the dead. He's a God who caused blind men to see. He's the God who sets the captives free. He's the God who changed your family. He's the God that, come on, put sent some pastors to Medford 35 years ago. He's the God who is awesome. He's awesome. Have you ever tried to put a wave in its place? You ever tried to contain your kid's bathtub? I have a picture from Riley and I on our honeymoon went to Kauai. Don't be jealous. This wasn't, this is just a cool picture. This wasn't the beach we're at, but we go to this beach. It's this awesome, epic moment. Like, we're at the beach. We're going to snorkel. And so Riley runs out and dives into the wave, gets out past the first set of waves, and awaits for his bride to come. So I come out to the wave, but I walk, and I get smashed to the ground. And like everyone would want their brand new husband to do, I rise tossed 
as he's laughing at me. (laughs) And as I barely catch myself, I'm smashed by another wave. It smashed down and I don't know how many times I popped up and he's always trying to be nice. He realizes like, she's gonna kill me when she gets through that wave. And he's like, you you just gotta like jump through the wave and come to me. I'm like, I'm trying. (laughs) I'm thinking about the God we serve. How awesome is he? He subdues the ocean. He rules the ocean. He subdues the wave. You know who the God of Baal was? The God that this new generation was worshiping? He's the false God they worshiped. He was the storm bringer and the false God of rain. And they started looking to this false God, storm bringer, instead of the creator of the oceans and the creator of water who rules and reigns and delivered them. And some of you need to be reminded today to stop looking at the false God and the false things around you and lift your eyes to the God who rules the oceans, who puts waves into this place. Some of you, you got some waves in your life. You got some struggles in your life. Your God is bigger than what you face. He wants us to look forward to 2018 and faith and say, God, you have, I haven't seen anything yet. What's in front of me is so good. It's so good. Some of you have a connect group waiting to come out of you in 2018. Some of you, this is your year to begin to serve on the dream team. Some of you, this is your year to begin to get activated and host a group in your house. And some of you say, I'm scared, but God said, I'm with you. Come on, he can calm your nerves when you're shaking to teach group. Some of you, this is your year to see your marriage not just survive, but thrive. This is your year. You've got businesses on the inside of you you've been dreaming about. And when you connect to the living God, you're going to go, that's not impossible. I need that much money to start my business. Oh, that's nothing for God. You got to remember how awesome he is. He's awesome. You guys... Some of you are about to believe it in a sec. You gotta remember how awesome he is and you gotta get back to the tent. You see Joshua, the one who would see God deliver his generation out of, the prom, out of Egypt, he would lead his people into the promised land. It says in Exodus 33 that Moses would go to the tent of meeting to meet with God. But Joshua would linger longer. He would get away and find a personal time to connect with God. How are we going to move forward in 2018 in faith? We got to get away back to the tent and say, God, I need to hear your voice afresh. I'm thankful you spoke to me last year. I'm thankful you were faithful 10 years ago. I'm thankful you were faithful to my father. But I'm asking you to speak to me fresh in the tent. I need your presence. I need your voice. I need your word. I need your direction. The waves look big, but you're the God over the storm. God, the circumstances seem impossible. But if I can just connect to you, it doesn't matter what's in front of me. You're bigger. 
You got to get to the tent. Church, may we go to the tent of meeting with God like never before. Let this be the year that Joy Church prays like never before. Let us get into his word like never before. Let us speak hope into our city like never before. Let us begin to speak life into dead situations like never before. Let us pray for the sick and see them recover like never before because our God is awesome. If you believe that, jump to your feet. Come on, if you believe that, I'll stop preaching. Dad's out of town. He'll put me in my place next. No. God is awesome. If you need a fusion of faith this morning, you say, come on, I need to be reminded of how awesome God is. I want you to lift your hands right now. You need to be reminded how awesome our God is. Maybe you need faith for your business, faith for your marriage, faith for your health situation, faith for your kids that don't know Jesus, faith for the circumstances around you. Come on, let's just begin to tell our situations how big our God is. Let's begin to acknowledge his faithfulness. He's been faithful to you. Come on, he's been faithful to our families. He's been faithful to our church. He's going to be faithful before us. He's going to be faithful in 2018. Come on, he's going to be faithful. Who he is. Jesus. God, we thank you. You're so faithful. God, you see those impossible situations. God, there's no wave too big. There's no mountain too tall, God. Lord, I pray right now where there's been despair, where fear has come in, where, de- where depression has come in, pray in the name of Jesus for your freedom. And God, would we be found as a church who says, God, we believe. We're your people. We believe. We're not going to be a generation that forgets about you. But may we raise our sons and daughters to be those who know you and know your ways in a personal way. God, we want to connect to you like never before. Like never before. Come on, in the tent, everything you need. When you go into God's presence, he's going to give you peace and his presence and his power and his wisdom. If you came to this place and you say, you know, Natalie, I I don't even know the Lord. And uh, this is your first time. You got some... We are people who believe in the Word of God and we believe in the God we serve. And um, maybe you came to this place and you say, man, I'm here and I, I need to connect with God. I need, to, I need a fresh start. I've been living life in my own strength. But I realize that this God is a good God and that our God Jesus made a way for relationship with us. And this morning, if you're happy, there's people all over this room that need to give their life to Jesus. This is a great day to say yes to God. If you came to this place looking for God and you say, man, I want to give him my everything, would you just come out of your seat right now and come forward right now? Every one of you that came to this place looking for Christ, you say, man, I'm ready to put my faith in him. I'm ready to give him my everything. Come on, this is your time. This is your moment. Come on, awesome. We just want to pray with you today. I believe all over this room, there's people, I believe from the back to the front. You just are here today and this is the time to say, God, I'm coming back home. I'm giving you my life. Maybe you've known about God, but you're here today and you say, you know what? I've walked far away. I've gone far away, but tonight 
This morning, God is calling you home. He loves you. Come on, He wants to bring freedom into your life. Some of you, maybe you're battling addictions. You don't have to get clean to come to God. You come to God and He's going to give you freedom to fight those addictions. Come on, you came to this place and you're ready to say yes to Jesus. Would you come out of your seat right now? Every one of you here this morning, I just want to pray with you. Maybe you brought a friend and you just said, hey, are you walking with the Lord? Right now, one last call. We just want to invite every one of you to come to this place. If you never received Jesus, we would love to pray with you. Awesome, awesome. We're going to all pray together as a church. And repeat after me. Just, Dear Lord, I give you my life. I put my trust in you, Jesus, that you alone can save me. I need you in my life. I receive your sacrifice. I believe that Jesus, you died on the cross and you rose again on the third day. Through you I have hope. I have life, an eternal life through you. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, can we give the Lord a shout? Awesome. Church, we're going to worship for a second, and I just want to pray for you, just God's faith to fill our hearts. Come on, this year, may we connect with God like never before. May we believe in faith. Come on, there's so much good is coming. God, I thank you for your people. God, today we come in faith. And God, we're so thankful for your faithfulness that God, even when we're weary, even when we're discouraged, God, we find hope in you and encouragement. And God, today we lift our eyes in faith and expectation that God, we believe that what's in front of us is good. We believe that what's in front of us is so much greater than anything we could do in our own strength. So we put our trust in you, God. And God, we pray that we'd make space in this year to seek you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How great is our God.